Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Frontier Beyond Fear Blog Talk Radio program. I am Susan Larison Dance, and I am just so delighted to be welcoming you all back here today. And um, I am just coming off a wonderful walk out in nature. In fact, I may seem to be catching my breath because I'm coming off of my walk very quickly. And um, what a wonderful way to launch any kind of a show by spending time out in nature, which if you haven't gotten out there yet today, I highly encourage it um, because that will surely make it a good Friday for you. So um, today, I am just so delighted to be welcoming on the line in just a moment a returning guest. In fact, right at the outset here, before I I launch with that, I want to make sure people know to find us in a few places. I'm going to put that out at the beginning today. FrontierBeyondFear.com. Make sure you go out there sometimes. I know that you've been discovering shows out in the archive. There's some wonderful shows out there. And I really encourage you to explore. Uh, My blog is out there, which I hope to start sharing on a little bit more, but I encourage you to connect with me there. Um, There are ways to support this show, which is listener-supported. And, um, you know, we've got a Twitter presence. My account is Bridge Builder. I would love it if you'd connect there. And you can get through all of that from FrontierBeyondFear.com. So today we've got Joan Sirio coming on in just a moment, a regular guest who we are so happy to have here. And Joan is the author of her most recent book, Hardwired to Heaven, Download Your Divinity Through Your Heart and Create Your Deepest Desires. Um, Joan has a Bachelor of Science degree in biology and a Master of Science degree in science education And as my listeners know, that is one area that we so enjoy exploring here is combining spirituality with science because what is that truthfully? It is the pursuit of truth. And I quote the movie Contact in a way that scene from Contact is always striking to me where um, the character talks about, you know, what are we looking for? Truth. And spirituality and science are not on separate paths. They are looking for the same things. So today, that is very timely because our topic is just that, the moment of truth. And this is about what's going on in the world. And, you know, our hearts go out to what's happening in Brussels and in so many other places. Let's not forget what happened in Turkey recently and in so many other parts of the world that we are experiencing um, paradigm-shifting change is, is what's happening and and many heartbreaks in the midst of it, but also we see what is possible in the midst of all of this that it is waking us up. We have to believe this, and we need to send the light out and back within to ourselves and remind ourselves that that, that light 
is very much present. So um, I am just going to go right ahead and bring Joan on the line. She's also uh, a workshop facilitator. She has been doing this many years. She's a wonderful teacher, and her website is hardwiredtoheaven.com. Welcome, Joan. Nice to have you back again. Hi, Susan. It's a pleasure to be back. Well, here we feels, are. Feels like old home week again. Yeah, here we are again. Yeah, isn't that the truth? And you know, some. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, something I told you um, as I got on the line today, and then I, I, I just so want to hear what you have to share here. Is um, I had a synchronicity as I was coming home from my walk, where um, I turned on my radio, which has happened quite often, um, but today it was a good one, and it was in progress. We are spirits in the material world where it's repeating over and over as if a reminder, and um, and that wasn't all that happened, but um, in fact, maybe I'll tell it progressively, but there we go, Joan. I'll throw that one over to you. We are spirits in the material world, and and how does that have to impact our moment of truth where we find ourselves now in the world? Well, uh, it does because these spirits are in the material world, and so we have to deal with the material world, like it or yep. not. Yeah, like and it or not. Is, you're right, and that is the work. It's the work, I think, of becoming human. Yeah. Uh, for me, anyway, it's, it's a lot easier for me to remember my divine self than it is to become fully human, and I think that's the true work here because that's the challenge. And uh, this is a very challenging time right now. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it truly is. And, um, um, you know, a, a returning guest who's been on this show multiple times um, who posted publicly to his Facebook page about this, so I will, I don't feel uncomfortable mentioning it, is Baptiste Pop was actually at the airport in Brussels, had, I think, landed soon after all of this happened. And, you know, when that happens and it's someone that we know and, you know, even anyone who follows Baptiste's work, um, boy, it strikes close to home. But Mm -hmm. um, you know what? Mm -hmm. Every soul strikes close to home. And, you know, our hearts just go out to people impacted by what's going on everywhere. Yes, yes. And then let me just send my condolences to the families that uh, have lost loved ones or have people that are injured and, and friends and yeah. um, just, you know, it, it's it's to the point where sometimes it gets numbing but we see it so much at times and it's, it's a sad state of affairs for, for the world that we live in right now. Yeah. And there's a lot of good yet. So, oh, oh you don't always plenty. That, that's plenty. Still happening. So, yeah. 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 And, you know, I think that, that this has certainly come up on this show recently and in general in life is that, you know, sometimes I think, and I've said it more than once, is when we we see that miraculous side of life, which is very much present. I mean, it's just everywhere if you see it. It's as simple as that song coming on mm-hmm. the radio, which you know can be really p- 
pretty pretty amazing what can happen. And when we see it, it can also be a little bit frustrating because it's just, okay, okay, here's the magic. I mean, it's right here. It's right here, the magic. I mean, just right uh-huh. in front of us. And so why, uh-huh. you know, why can't we take it even higher and really, you know, really change this world? Let's do it. I mean, you just feel it. And it can mm-hmm. be like you're it can be a little frustrating when it just doesn't seem to be going where we want it to go sometimes. Yes. Yes. And it is time to take the bull by the horns and, and to change the world from the inside out. And and I think for a lot of us, that's what we've been doing. And especially yes. the last several years now, it's felt like it. What yeah. are we doing? You know. <laughs> yes, I can relate With to that one. This, yeah, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people can, and all that in, internal work. But you know that that's needed. I mean, uh, we live in a holographic universe, so as we work on ourselves inside, we're working on the universe on the outside, and yeah. we're working on everyone because every heart is connected to every other heart and to the one heart, as I call it. So yeah. we are doing the work, even though it feels like we're not doing anything at all. Uh, but it, but it did feel like we were doing something because it was painful. It was it was difficult, and it still is. I mean, we're not through it. Um, but those there is a shift in energy from the way it was the last several years. I would say from 2012 through 2015. Yeah, yeah. It's funny you should mention 2012 because I was just thinking you know, how so many of us during that time leading up to to uh, the end of 2012, we thought, okay, you know, this is it, this is it. <laughs> and and something, you know, just, it, it's always, you know, I was raised a, a, a fundamentalist, so what are we taught? You know, um, Jesus is going to return. You know, you're taught that that dramatic, transformational, instantaneous moment, although Truthfully, uh-huh. it's a rather dark moment if you're taught that people are going to be excluded from that, and you know some people get to go and some people don't. I mean, that to me is not a particularly wonderful message, but just that that transformative moment in an instant. You're, mm-hmm. I was raised mm-hmm. with that, and so I think that that's what we looked for in 2012. Many of it, and I, I think I still find myself looking for that, and maybe it's in the microcosm we find it. In ourselves, I mean, certainly I yeah, can well, call that yes. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting we're having this call on Good Friday, so here we are in the energy of Easter and the resurrection. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. so we're in that energy now, and you know what you described is really a moment or the moment of truth. You know, for humanity, will we get that wake-up call? You know? Yes. Will we all ascend? Will we all you know, be, become the one family that we are and, and awaken to that and awaken to the love that we are? And yes. I think that's where we are at this point. And we're asked those questions, those very questions. And so, you know, as I said, you know, it does look a lot like doom and gloom we're talking about, but also there's a lot of mm-hmm. good that's happening right now, and there are a lot of people waking up. So, you know, I say that... Um, only in the darkest night can the brightest light be seen. That's it. And when, you know, as energy moves, the way it moves, I mean, the darker it gets, the more light has to come in. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, I, you know, in a way, I say, okay, it's good, it's good, because that means things are going to shift, and, yeah. and more good is coming to yeah. outweigh the bad, because the light always comes. Yeah. So, um, and and I think the moment of truth also means that we really look at things for what they yeah. are. Yes. To see the truth of it, not the truth we'd like to see not the stories we've been told, actually see what is true, what is real. Because yeah. really, what is awakening, but opening your eyes and your heart to what is. Yes. Yes. And that's what we're doing right now. Yes. And I really and do believe, yes, go ahead, go ahead. Well, right I was going to say that, you know, and to do that, we have to look at those hard things that we don't really want to look at, you uh-huh. know, globally and within ourselves. Yes. And I think that's what these eclipses have been about for this month, taking that hard look. Yes. You know, um, I think that, that we do sometimes lose sight of why we're here. Because if it were meant to be easy all the time, we really wouldn't need to be here. We we wouldn't be learning anything. And mm-hmm. so if we're not engaged in that work, and that's not to say that there aren't miracles, and we certainly are spirits in the material world, and we can connect mm-hmm. to that magical part. It, it's just both. It's both at the same time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And again, that's what Easter's about. There's the miracle of resurrection, but at the same time, you know, there's that saying, you've got to go through hell before you get to heaven. You know, there's the crucifixion and there's the death, you know, and then you become resurrected. And we've all experienced it, and, I, and I, you know, we call it the dark night of the soul, and I think that yeah. uh, we're definitely in a collective dark night of the soul. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah. a necessary thing, you know, from however many traditions you want to look at, how many many archetypal mythical stories, you know, that say you've got to go through, you got to pay your dues, you know. You don't get through without paying your dues. And um, that's where we are. Well, and I at the same that... time, we're in the energy uh-huh. of Easter. So we're not that far from the resurrection energy. Uh-huh. You know, these eclipses are coming in the month of March. They're not coming, you know, at some other time of year, like in the middle of June or something. I mean, this is this is in March. It's at the time when Easter is, you know. It, it could be in April, you know, you know how to figure that out. First Sunday, it's the first full moon after the equinox of Easter. Um, you know, but it happens to be this month in March, and it happens to be at the end of these two eclipses with the equinox sandwiched in between them. So it's very much attached to this energy, and if we didn't have that energy attached to it, I think it would look a lot bleaker. Yeah. But we have this season of miracles now attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I think when you when you witness the miraculous, when it's showing up again and again even though there is that dichotomy of sometimes feeling like, okay, come on now, let's move this along. (laughs) I mean, I think you can feel that, that tension, that dramatic tension. Mm -hmm. Um, 
it's just the very presence of that in the world of love and you know when when something like what happened in Brussels happened and and you know it's not just there i do want to i know i've had people reach out to me recently that i've known from other parts of the world and reminding me that these things are happening in a lot of places right now and they're not always mm-hmm. surfaced mm-hmm. And, you know, right. even what's going on in our own country, the violence that can oh, occur yeah. every day, I mean, and, and the mm-hmm. struggles and mm-hmm. just so much. So, but in any case, it's love um, that emerges is that um, you see the love and the light emerging from these things. And and that's when we need to trust and we just need to to believe that, you know we are bringing this planet in the right direction and that that this is just surfacing some things that have been under the surface for a very long time and in other ages very visible and in other parts of the world maybe yeah. very visible actually yeah. right in our part of the world things are visible so it's just that we don't choose to see it mm-hmm. you know we try to ignore that it's there um yeah. so yeah. so it's just surfacing i just the, the image of the light coming through yeah, um, I wrote a blog about um, this moment of truth, and I said that, um, you know, this, this we're in this subconscious roto-rooter, you know, that's uh-huh. surfacing all these old, old, deeply-seated, you know, patterns, beliefs, and whatever else that just needs to go on, on an individual level. I mean, even back to past life stuff and, and, and ancestral things that I've been working through uh-huh. this past uh-huh. month and just huge breakthroughs on that you know right. so and, and individually we're doing this well collectively you know we're doing this too you know look at all the stuff that's being unearthed <laughs> in, in a really weird bizarre way I think this presidential election is a good barometer for how things are going to move oh. you know just yeah. the pulse on the, on the planet you know but, you know, and the unearthing of now with Cruz and, and Trump, and, oh, my wife is this and your wife is that. And I'm like, really? I mean, this was, this is grade school stuff. But, I mean, whatever junk you can find, it's coming up. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's the truth. And, and it's almost as if you get this feeling that it's like people just don't want to deal with the seriousness of – of what really needs to be done. And so we've got these exactly. diversions that yeah. that, that yeah. are just, um, you know, this is not leadership. I mean, this is, I mean, it's just such a, it, it's, it's to the point of ridiculous. Like, is this real? I mean, I know many of us have said, you know, is this real? I have a friend who is just convinced absolutely convinced that Trump is not serious, that he is playing a role and that he's trying to elevate um, and, and the theory of who he's trying to elevate could be dip, can differ, but somebody else and that nothing he says he means. I actually don't believe that. I think that he's he's manipulative in his own way. And I don't know what he really believes, but I think he really thinks that, you know, he's, I don't think he's trying to work on behalf of anybody else that, um, he's just um, he just wants to get in there for his own purposes is what I believe. But um, but it's so ridiculous you could put that theory forward that oh come on he's just making this stuff up kind of thing. 
Yeah, and, you know, so the collective consciousness has manifested this icon now yeah. that for so many people represents how they think and what they feel. Yeah. And um, it's interesting because, and why I say it, it's going to be a good barometer of how things go, uh, you know, I think it was through Elizabeth Clare Prophet in, in St. Germain um, uh-huh. that said that that the Enlightenment was going to start in the United States. You know, and I and it's come through it with other people too. And you know, so if it starts here, if we're you know, we're supposed to be the big enlightenment country coming first. Um, wow. So, like I said, it's always darkest before the dawn. And so you see these, and I think we might see even more of this popping up before it shifts. Yeah. And you know, you you've got to look at this from the bigger picture to see, like, oh, this is okay. I see what's playing out, and this is how energy works. And, you know, and it's got to come up to be released. It's got to come up to be released. And, you know, so he's playing this role. I mean, we're all playing a role. It's all just, you know, like Shakespeare's son. It's all life of the stage. You know, we're all making these stories up, and, you know, and he's playing that archetype. Um, but yeah. also what you said earlier is that we don't want to look at you know, we're, we're doing all, we're, we're, you know, talking about this one's wife and, you know, and how he treats women and this and that. I mean, all these things that mean really nothing in the end. And we're missing what's really important. And so I just want to talk about that for a minute. I don't want yeah. to go into doom and gloom. But I want, yeah. this is the moment of truth. I want to give a wake-up call to people because we need to wake up and we need to taste it. Yeah. You know, while they're up there playing Punch and Judy, you know, the world is not in such a great state. No, it's not. That is so true. You know, so we're at a crisis point. You know, so I'm like, okay, I was just, I just had to do this. I'm like, all right, I got to do some research here. I've got to look at this because uh-huh. I'm looking at my truth. Let's look at the big truth. Let's look at some of the things that are happening right now. So, you know, global warming, global warming this, global warming that. Whether you believe it or not, whether you believe the scientists that it's all because of greenhouse gases, or whether you believe it's all cyclical and it's more uh, manifested through, you know, the sun and, and, and all the rest of that, doesn't matter. The earth is warming up, Yeah. right? We can agree that it, things are warming. So NASA just released it last month in February that it was the warmest month, warmest ever in history, in February, uh-huh. uh, in, February yeah. in history. A one and a half to one and three quarters degrees above average. And so some scientists are now saying we're in a climate emergency because you know that big um, key number of two degrees, you know. If we get up to that two degrees, you know, warmer than pre-industrial levels, that's that tipping point that they've talked about. So That's right. You know, we're there. We're getting there really quickly, you know. Wow. You know, and then we look at these wild swings in temperature and the storms are getting worse. Yeah. You know, the earth changes. I mean, let's let's look at this, you know. Every day there's thousand-year floods we see in the south. Yeah. And speaking of water, look at water. Well, it's certainly been in the news lately with Flint, Michigan. And Flint's not alone. You know, there's places... 
all over now that, oh, we better check the lead in the water. Oh, there's lead contamination in the water. Oh, gee, let's keep fracking and let's light our water on fire, my darling, you know? You know, let's keep polluting that. Like in Pennsylvania, they could light their water on fire. I'm like, really? And we don't have enough uh, potable water as it is. Um, The UN says water use has grown at twice the rate of population growth in the last century. So, you know, when you crunch the numbers, the bottom line is that within 9 to 14 years, there may not be enough drinking water. That's in our lifetime. That's in our lifetime. That's soon. You know, and water, as I talk about in the book, (laughs) oh, I love water. You know, without water, you can't live. We all know that, but why? The most fundamental reason why is what Dr. Emoto and, and, and others have worked on with water is that water is intelligent. Water carries information. It carries the information in our body. And without it, we can't, we can't communicate with the universe. We need that. There is a feedback loop that Mr. Harriman talks about between unified field and everything else. I mean, it's in a Taurus. It's a self-reflective universe. You just keep going into the middle and coming out and going in and coming out. It's the in and out breath. It's self-reflective. Of course it is. You've got to have information flowing both ways. Yeah. So not only if we dehydrate, you know, yeah, we're going to die, but it's that information too, and we're losing it. So, you know, water, so important. Not good. Yeah. Let's look at the economy. It's our global economy now. It's not just the U.S. And we see that China and Japan, their economies are teetering. So that affects us. And then just last month, Forbes published an article, Cheap Oil Edging Us Towards Global Economic Collapse. Now we know gas is starting to go up in the country now because, well, it's the summer blend, whatever it is that they, you know, the reason they give of why they hike the prices every summer, you know, other than demand goes up and we can make the most money. But um, still, it's relatively cheap, and I forgot the number of how many um, U.S., I think it was, oil companies that have gone out of business because they can't compete with oil that low. Well, and see, there's and, the other side of that, Joan. There's the other side of that in that the people who um, don't have, uh, you know, we, we see such a such a difference in income levels in the country, for example. You know, if you have a lot of income, well, then, you know, it doesn't, the price of a, a tank full of gas may not impact you, but, you know, it's been a real blessing to oh, yeah. to so many that it's so low that suddenly, you know, you can drive across town without um breaking your I mean, people and I I totally get this. Um when when gas is really high, it is prohibitive. It even keeps people from, mm-hmm. from working in productive ways if they don't have proper mass transit or they have to raise the price of, of that or they I mean it does have an impact both ways. It does. Clearly it does. And, um, you know, if the big, you know, if it affects us globally, then it's going to affect us individually. And, you know, for those who, you know, they're relying on their 401ks right now and all, you know, they've taken a big hit. Um, 
So, yeah, it's, and, you know, in, in economics, it's just not an easy thing. You know, it's uh, everything's always interdependent. And, uh, but regardless, you know, it's, it's we're teetering here. Even looking at it from an astrological standpoint, you know, they're saying this, there could be a lot of unrest and, you know, ups and downs in the economy now. And um, so let's look about life on this planet. Well, in June last year, the journal Science Advances published an article saying that the Earth is on the brink of the sixth mass extinction and man is to blame. So um, I saw this little clip on Facebook today and it was, I was like, wow, I mean, it was all animated. It was maybe three minutes long, but boy, did it drive home the message! And it went from a man just like arriving on Earth, his welcome on his T-shirt, you know, and he's seeing this and like, oh, and he just uses this and he uses that, and he kills all these animals, you know, for whatever, you know, snakes for their skin so I can make shoes or whatever, and you know, tusks for the piano and all of this, and just just using everything up on Mother Earth. And um, and I'm like, wow, it was a great visual for what was going on now. It's very powerful. But, you know, it's sad. It's sad to think that because I love wildlife so much that a lot of them may not be around. And, you know, that's cyclical too. You know, I understand that. But I think that man has contributed quite a bit to it at the same time. Well, I'll tell you, being in Oregon, I certainly appreciate wildlife, and I grew up in Colorado, too, and really anywhere you are, you can experience um, it. just getting just a little bit outside wherever you are, even in cities, heck, I mean, there can be wildlife impacted by us, and and so yeah. um, I, I was just um, reflecting on how this year, Here's something. I'm seeing more bumblebees again. Thank God, because I'm well, only a couple great. miles yeah. away from where they were all killed. In fact, there were two die-offs, I think actually three in this area. And, of course, Oregon now has the strictest laws, or some of the strictest. I know that, certainly this area, after what happened. And I am just relieved. It seems like this year I'm seeing more uh, than I did the last year, um, and gradually – I mean, I don't know if that's any kind of an indicator, but it surely is good to see. So there's wildlife for you. What about the bees? And, you know, truthfully, mm-hmm. what about the bees? Much has been said about bees, and and if if they start disappearing, what that really means. And I don't want this show to yeah, go too dark too. because I want people to be reminded that in the midst of either. this turning point, there are miracles. I mean, I totally right. believe in that. I totally believe in miraculous transformation, and I don't believe. I even said before, we're in trouble. No, we're not really in trouble. We are experiencing challenges that we need to meet, but there right. are miracles. We need to come and together, but the first thing we have to do is to acknowledge it. Yeah. And what I don't see from our leaders much is this acknowledge, is acknowledging much of this at all. Yeah. You know, so it's acknowledging this, it's waking up to it, it's looking at what is true. 
this is what it is. Now, what can we do? And a lot of people are doing a lot about it. And we each can do something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, whether you want to go online and just see what I can do to conserve energy or, you know, any way that way. But also um, what we can do ourselves internally, like I said, we are affecting the outer world, our conscious, what, what we have within us that gets projected out there too. So we can each start with ourselves. And, you know, this society has been in their minds. You know, we're all up in our heads and this and that. It's time for us to go back into our heart. It's time to move. You know, imagine you're packing the boxes in your mind and you're moving it and you move everything down into your heart because that's your living space now. Because actually the heart takes in more information, you know. It takes it in first from the brain. And we need to live from our hearts. You know, home is where the heart is. This is our new home. And when you live from the heart, you act differently. You find that compassion. You help each other. You know, you see things differently. Yes, it's bleak. And when we come together, because we are all connected, then we can and we will be miracles. Yeah. Because, like I said, we're at this, we're at Easter, you know. We had to unearth all that stuff that we didn't like and we had to look at it within ourselves and we still are and without, you know, everything that's out there. But we're at this time of resurrection too because you've got to get rid of the old in order to make room for the new. Yeah. And if we follow our hearts, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say at at some point while we were talking a little bit ago, the the trash collectors came by, and they were kind of loud. And you know, I thought, well, is that going to this happens sometimes on on Friday? But there's a symbol there, you know, with getting exactly. rid of the old. Exactly. I mean, I I couldn't. It was not lost on me, and that uh-huh. alone was uh-huh. part of the miracle. It's those little things, you know. Do we notice? Mm-hmm. Do we notice? the hints and that doesn't mean throwing everything away i mean that doesn't mean like just getting rid of it all but there's just we we need to clear away some things and we need to start honestly talking about you know what is it we really believe you know Mm -hmm. i want to bring something up Mm -hmm. joan you mentioned global warming and that's kind of an interesting area for me and i've asked a couple of guests about this and the thing about global warming is like you said, it doesn't matter. Well, it the real question might be, okay, what if it's a little bit of both? What if it is? So mm-hmm. does that mean that you are any less responsible that we want to keep contributing to it, even if there is some indication that, you know, I've heard it said. I mean, someone who, who um, presents a pretty interesting case. David Wilcock used to show all these slides about other planets changing, and they were pretty compelling, and it was a little bit, um, it was a bit disconcerting to see how other planets are changing. Um, climate, Their climates are changing, too. But does that mean that we don't have anything to do with it? And see, to me, there's just like two extremes, and why can't people just talk to each other a little bit and and really 
address it doesn't have to be one way or the other there could be many influences but that doesn't give us a free pass to just do nothing about it and trash our planet right Right, I mean, that's right, the point, right. is that they, there can be this feeling like, oh, well, you know, it's got to be this or it's got to be that. So I can just trash the planet now in my own way because that is an individual yeah, choice. Yeah. And it's not yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. And so look at it as if we're contributing to global warming. Well, so by cutting back on greenhouse gases, are we going to, you know, is that really going to be the worst thing in the world we could do? You know, I mean, it, it probably would help, you know. Um, so just looking at worst case scenario. It, yeah, it, just, it you know, so you just do hurt. it anyways, you know. You just do it anyways. And, and if yeah. we are warming, well, then what do we do about it? You know, how do we prepare if it's coming, you know, okay, we can do what we can do to reduce greenhouse emissions greenhouse gas emissions, and if that doesn't lower it enough, well, then maybe it is something else. But we have to face the fact that it affects the weather, it affects everything, mm-hmm. it affects our food, you know. So we have to look at that and say, well, all right, what are we going to do about this? Well, and the point Globally, isn't not that, just, yeah, what we always have something we can do, I guess is my point, is that even if they're, are multiple influences, and I'm not saying art, but you know what? I think it's it's a worthy thing to have a discussion. You know, I think that's what frustrates people the most. I've heard people on all different sides of this, and whether it's unreasonable or not, you know, fine. Have a discussion. Have a discussion at least, and let's talk about it. You know, I want to hear, really, what do scientists really have to say about that? And, you know, I probably could be researching this more too, but it does not negate our responsibility to take care of our planet. And that's where people go wrong is that they just kind of throw up their hands if they think there are multiple influences and say, well, or they they tend to be one or the other. It's totally due to this or whatever. You know, that doesn't negate our responsibility is is the point. And it may even give us more. It may mean we have to do even more if there's some if there are multiple influences. It may mean, okay, this part is made may actually be coming from a little bit more than what we're doing, and that means we need to do even more to to negate that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. anyway, um, I don't want to get too stuck on that, but it is a sticking point for me because I think it, it kind of surfaces, you know, what's going on in the world right now? What's going on in the U.S.? People feel frustrated. They're going yeah. for a candidate yeah. like Trump because – you know, they're hearing a lot of spin from all sides. And so they just kind of go for whatever spin they think is going to work for them. And and mm-hmm. that's where we come to the moment of truth is that, you know, they're hearing, oh, this economy is so great. Well, guess what? It's not so great for a lot of people. And I really want to hear a lot more honesty from our leaders um, instead of, yeah. you know, this isn't, yeah. oh, I get a gold star and win the election or my party's going to win the election because I can show this or that when people are suffering you know when there is this huge the middle class is being gutted and you know in the U.S. and and you know they're just I mean the gap the income gap is getting greater and greater and greater Mm -hmm. and I know people Mm -hmm. talk about it but people like like Bernie Sanders for example talks really honestly about about that part and 
doesn't mince words and in some ways Trump does it in a different way um for those who are listening to him mhm and and that's the underlying tension under it all i think that that's what's calling people to go to maybe ridiculous lengths with with someone like Trump because there's something i mean he just i don't even want to get into i mean just how out there some of what he says is and you know Cruz he isn't much better he's he he has issues too in his own way and anyway we'll get stuck on this but the point is what's underneath it all what's underneath it all it's that people they they just aren't getting anywhere you know the economy isn't what it was there are things like the water and you know what's going on with that or we're not told a lot of stuff and and no. you know there's just no transparency in our culture and it's not right and people know this but these yeah. leaders are yeah. not necessarily proposing good things anyway you you talk no, no, you're right it's, it's not coming from the leadership and so you know we we can do it ourselves you know um so if there is water shortage, well, then, you know, be mindful about how much water you use. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, be mindful about what you're putting into the ground because you're polluting the water, you know, when you're using pesticides and herbicides and, you know, be mindful about driving your car just for the heck of it when you're polluting the air, you know. Um, do, a lot of people are doing the carpool thing, which is great, you know. Yeah. You, we all can make a difference. Shut a light yeah. off when you, you know, when you're done getting get out of the room. You know, there's so much we can do to conserve and to change this world. And there's communities that are popping up that are doing that. And um, and I think they'll be the model. But it's not coming from the leadership. I I don't see it. But you know, all this other stuff is coming up and out, obviously. And Perhaps that's what has to happen again to clear out the old so the new can come in and say, okay, now I'm going to sit down and we're going to talk to you and we're going to tell you, this is, you know, this is what's happening and not in an alarming way, but this is why we're going to do what we're going to do here because we have to do this. You, you know, know it, a, yeah. You know, a big question, Joan, that comes to mind, too. Yes, we each need to do our part. How much is war, war, polluting the earth? Just the machinery of war. Let's talk about Mm -hmm. that and compare. That doesn't negate. See, this is where people always go wrong. They say, well, that, you know, that's so huge, I don't have to do anything. No, that doesn't mean that. But it is huge. Why aren't we looking at that? That is surely polluting this planet. I mean, just that, not not even the, the other horrible things about war. Let's look at what is the machinery of war contributing to global warming itself. Let's look at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the pollution and everything else. And, yeah. And stripping yeah. Mother Earth of all of her resources, yeah. So, uh-huh. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, we're putting so many resources into that instead of our infrastructure. So... You know oh, what's yeah. happening? Oh, yeah. It's it's all. That's why yeah. we have the water the way it is in Flint, because we're dumping so much of our money into the war machine. And now, of course, we've got yeah. leaders who, are, you know, want to propose doing that even, even more. More. <laughs> more. I know. I know. I heard that like within twenty five years, 
um, all the bridges, you know, will need to be repaired in this country. You know, they're going to be going. And if we can't afford to do that, because, you know, municipalities, you know, they're hurting. States are hurting. So what do we do? You know, we close down roads. You can't close down commerce either, you know. So, I, you know, go again with, you know, well, this one has this budget and this state has that budget and this county. I mean, if we don't come together and stop compartmentalizing things, and see it more holistically, I don't know how, you know, then what? This this area, this state is, you know, going to go down because they don't have enough resources? We're going to let that happen? You know, I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it, there isn't an easy answer. And at the same time, no, there isn't. we really need to look at it in a different way. Like Einstein we said, do. you can't solve a problem with the same mind that created it. We've got to look at it in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. So and you know, you know Yeah. Yeah, we we do. What about I have a question for you, Joan, when it comes to the heart. You know, instead of maybe looking at these things in you know, you just said it in terms of community. You know, our our impulse when something bad happens is to go the fear way. I mean, we've certainly done a lot of that so far and it seems like, you know, we're heading that direction again. You know, now they're saying, well, now we're going to totally maybe um, change the way airports work, for example, where you can't even walk into one unless there, there are places where you need a pass to walk into an airport. Or, of course, then what? You need one to walk into the mall or, or somewhere else, or yeah, are we just right. going to just yeah, stay in yeah. our homes all the time? I mean, so the question becomes, mm-hmm. okay, all this fear, 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 and reaction, 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 what about going the other way in terms of community and compassion and really starting to figure out what is making these people tick? Why is this happening? And what can we do to help these people? Because they, you know, and what can we do to help ourselves when we are just reacting, reacting? You know, what belief systems are feeding into this and how do we begin to systemically address what is going on with the human psyche and what we are believing to make us, some of us, respond and, you know, just be this way to begin with, you know, what's initiating some of this. Where is it coming mm-hmm. from and what can we do? Well, I want to come back to what I said and I have some other things to add about going for ourselves and taking what we can do ourselves. And yeah. We have to do the hard work, the hard self-work. You've got to look at yourself, you know, and help yourself out with cleaning out your worn beliefs and patterns, you know, and, and take time each day, you know, set some time to go within and to check it and to do that hard work that so many of us have been doing that, you know, some people just waking up were like, wow, you know, really, do I do that? What you know, but to do, commit to doing that hard work so we're cleaning ourselves out. And also to do what brings us joy. Ah, yeah, yeah. Because joy resides in the heart. What are we going to do? You know, you got to balance. <laughs> you got to balance these things out. So if you're going to counterbalance all this negativity, well, bring in the joy. And joy resides yeah. in the heart. The more you yeah. follow your heart, do what brings you joy. The higher vibration you're going to be, the higher vibration you're bringing into the world. And that's going to help bring everything else up. The other thing is, typically, you know, as a society, in the Western society, we haven't allowed ourselves to really feel things, a lot of us. 
Yeah. You know, it wasn't always acceptable for men to cry. And every time I see a man cry on TV, I'm like applauding. I'm like, yes, this never happened before. And men are allowed to show their emotions. Yeah. And so if yeah. all of us just give ourselves the permission to feel, to really feel uh-huh. something, whether it hurts, whether it feels great, no matter what it is, but to feel it, not to stay in it, you know, but feel it for about a minute and just allow yourself to be in it. And to feel that. And then when we notice when we're in love, when we're feeling that feeling of love, to amplify it by saying, this is what it feels like to me. This is what love feels like to me, and I choose to feel love. Yeah. So we're focusing on that, and we're, and we're bringing more of that into our heart and allowing that emotion to go out into the world. And um, HeartMath does a great job of this, and... The other thing you can do is join the Global Coherence Initiative through the HeartMath Institute. And they do these meditations and they send out this coherent energy to whatever it might be. You know, the latest one was with the Zika virus and probably to the people in Brussels and whatever. But you breathe in divine love, you know, and then you radiate out you radiate it out. That gratitude that changes everything. And that's one thing I was going to say is about feeling appreciation. You know, yeah. because gratitude will bring your heart into coherence. And what they found is that if I'm like I'm interacting with you now, even though we're not in close proximity to one another, but our hearts can, if we're in coherence, they can come into sync with one another. You know, that our heart, my heart, is affecting every other heart because we're all connected. The hearts are all connected here. But I affect someone that's in my proximity more than I do someone farther away. That's just the way physics works, the way that works. So the more we're in coherence and we stay in that feeling of gratitude and love and appreciation, the more it's going to be sent out there. It seems simple, but it's but it's profound, and it can make and it is making a difference. Yes. And what you, know, you said, at, you know, at the beginning yeah. of the show is go out in nature. Yeah. You yeah. know, connect with nature, fall in love with Mother Earth. Yeah. So many people are just so detached. They don't know where their food comes from. They don't know the names of the birds. They don't know, you know, what tree is this. They, they're just disconnected. They're on their phones 24-7, you know, looking at something. Like, open your eyes and appreciate what's around you, the life that is around you, and that sustains you, literally. And you don't even have to name it. I have to admit, I walk out there a lot, and I name things my own way, almost like exactly. a child. You know it's it, like I've you got know nicknames for it. for birds that sound a certain way. Uh, <laughs> and but I yeah. just do it. It just kind of yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't even need. I, I probably couldn't remember. I've had people try to tell me, "Oh, this is this flower," and I don't know. It goes in one ear, out the other sometimes, and. But but whatever I connect to, it's the it's it's the beauty. I mean, it's the beauty part. Whether I can actually remember a concept is not the key. It's it's can I feel? Can I feel right, what I'm exactly. experiencing? That's the remembering. You're remembering its frequency. 
yeah. remembering it, you know, resonant signature. That's yeah. the remembrance. That's the tuning in. Yeah. So I you know, know Joan, this versus that. Yeah. You said something so important. I mean, it really kind of gave me pause again and, and made me think here in that our best response is, in a way, it's not exactly like ignorance is bliss. You know, you hear that, ignorance is bliss. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. you know, it's not ignorance. It's sort of like conscious shutting it out. Like, I am not going to let this impact my enjoying listening to this music right now. It might actually make me a little more emotional. Of course, see, there's another part. I mean, maybe it will impact mm-hmm. me, but I'm going to mm-hmm. go ahead and play this piece, and if it's me playing pretty imperfectly on the piano, and funnel what I'm feeling, all of it, into this, um, or or whatever, you know, and then it's a whole different experience. Or I'm going to really feel compassion for these people. I absolutely will not feel hate because I can see who they were. Who were the children? Mm-hmm. When did they get steered a certain way? You know, what Mm -hmm. happened here? Um, Here's a good example. Trump's father apparently has this long history that someone surfaced. You know, there's there's a a history of racism in the family or something, you know, and was that an influence? You know, I mean, again, where can we find the the compassion and then really send it out that way Mm -hmm. instead of Mm -hmm. always pushing back? You know, be the, find the softer place, and then within us, that right. soft place. Yeah, because you're just adding to the energy of that. Yeah. So if you just, you know, do what you can, you know, we've, we've given you some examples. You can go online and find other things that you can do to assist the earth. And, uh, but I'm not a big protester in that way because I just feel like it's just fueling the the anger, you know, pushing against instead of going what you're wanting to do. And, you know, I mean, everybody is called to do their own thing. That's just not me. Um, I would rather send love and light to what it is I'm choosing to create versus focusing on what I don't want happening. Yeah. Yeah. Because we are all co-creators, and we're feeding the consciousness constantly. Every time we speak, you know, we're casting a spell. Uh, we we have more power than we realize. So, in choosing your words carefully and whatever, you know, when I when I wrote this and I thought about this, I'm like, do I really want to do this? And I'm like, yeah, because we just need a wake up call. We just need to see things for the way they are, whether it's within or without. That's yeah. the only way we can heal. Because yeah. if you don't acknowledge there's a problem, you can't move forward. You can't heal it. Yeah, that's the key. And we got to shine in. light on it, and we got to shine our lights on it. And yeah, it's our job. Yeah, and that's what we're doing. Yeah, and you know we we tend to project outwards, and you know can we look in ourselves? You know, look in ourselves within our culture, for example. It's not fair. To, to call out one individual and that our whole culture has a history 
of of unhealthy ideas, all kinds of things we no doubt hurt in our youth that were not mm-hmm. healthy. And so how do we work with that compassionately and say, hey, you know, is that really what, you know, our culture believes? Of course not. I mean, there are so many, I mean, as we awaken to compassion, and can we call out that part of ourselves in others too? You know, the more, like you say, the more we find it and work on ourselves. And wow, you know, we've gotten real close mm-hmm. to the end of this live show. And you know. um, I, it went by fast. It did today. And, yeah. Let me just yeah. say one more thing. Just one yeah, more please thing. Do. Please do. Um, please. You know, if we <laughs> just lost it. <laughs> I just lost the thought. Um, oh, that's all right. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it was really important too. But well, um, we can we can stay. <laughs> go go ahead and do what you need to do, and it, it'll come back to oh, me at the end. Well, we'll we'll just hang out here for a little bit. And you know what? That happens to me too. I swear, it happens to all of us. So don't worry about it. Um, I just want to um, remind people who are listening live that um, you can go to hardwiredtoheaven.com to learn more about Joan Sirio's work and um, also frontierbeyondfear.com to the live audience. Thank you, Blog Talk Radio, for having us on the front page today, however that comes about, or listeners, and thank you for that today, and I appreciate that. And those of you listening live, um, again, um, just, Check out what's going on at, at FrontierBeyondFear.com, and this show will be highlighted there. At, um, and Joan's website, HardwiredToHeaven.com, and her book, Hardwired to Heaven. Um, just check it out, and because it really is about connecting to our hearts. And um, so, so Joan, has it come to you yet? <laughs> see, yes, see, yes, there's yes, plenty of time. So, <laughs> go right ahead. So what's really important now in this moment of truth is in every moment to speak our truth from our heart. And that's part of the job. And that's not always easy. Oh, no. But the more we do that, the more we'll heal individually and collectively. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not easy. And it's it happens in degrees, doesn't it, Joan? I mean, yeah, even if you just start as much as you can, and then maybe a little more comes out and a little more. But, but yeah, it's approaching it. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Well, thank you, Joan. I I love that, well, that you're visiting here fairly often, um, and, and I appreciate it when you're here. Well, thank you thank again, Susan, for this opportunity. I appreciate that. And uh, just for those that, that celebrate Easter, I'll say happy Easter and, and yeah. resurrection happy time Easter. and, and uh, happy spring. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Take care. Talk to you next thank time. You. All right. Just to what is now the the podcast audience, um, just 
keep looking in FrontierBeyondFear.com. I've actually um, intentionally slowed down all the all the guests coming on the show as as I organize some of my work and and see where where I'm headed. The show obviously is continuing. There's no change in that. It's just um, sometimes I I just simplify a little bit and and so we're having some returning guests right now and. And um, I really am noticing that that people are exploring some things, and I so encourage that. I just cannot say it enough. Please, do look. But, you know, one thing I want to say before I let you go is I think what we need to do the most, and this is all of us, you know, I think we need to look in the mirror sometimes and say, okay, you know, what is it that I'm believing that or maybe something I don't even believe, just something that, you know, what is it within the culture or within just a voice from our past that I really don't believe this anymore, and I'm not sure I ever did. We really need to be sitting with this more and more because I think we'll find that we're far closer together than we realize that, there are so many things that we've been taught that just really, they just don't ring true. The moment of truth. Find it within you. And what if what you find has everything to do with love and not fear, with rediscovering love over and over again in your own heart? What if? Take care, everyone. See you next time.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.